0: 84 LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlu.com or call 844 4 lou Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to the Great America Show. Great to have you with us. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. A lot of tension brewing in Asia over the past month, as you've probably noticed. On one side of the continent, the Israeli-Hamas war, and on the eastern side of the continent, China displaying its aggression at levels unseen, recently at least. Just last week in the Scarborough Shoal area of the South China Sea, a Chinese ship rammed two Philippines Coast Guard resupply boats. The puppet president wasn't amused, and he says the United States would go to war if China were to start a conflict with the Philippines. Just this past week, the PRC vessels acted dangerously and unlawfully as our Philippine friends conducted a routine resupply mission within their own, their own exclusive economic zone in the South China Sea. I want to be clear. I want to be very clear. The United States defense commitment to the Philippines is ironclad. The United States defense agreement with the Philippines is ironclad. Any attack on the Filipino aircraft vessels or armed forces will invoke our mutual defense treaty with the Philippines. Now, we've heard this rhetoric before from Biden on Taiwan, only to have it walked back just hours later by his national security team. But so far, that hasn't happened with the Philippine incidents. China ramping up their aggression when a Chinese fighter came within 10 feet of a U.S. B-52 bomber flying over the South China Sea, nearly causing an incident. No word yet from the White House on that at all. The Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, doing his first TV interview since becoming Speaker. And he was asked, of course, about giving more money to Ukraine and Israel Last week, during a press conference, President Biden had said he wanted to lump together aid for both Ukraine and Israel. Johnson says no, there will be no more money for Ukraine in a bundle. He wants stipulations and he wants to see where the money is going.
1: I told the staff at the White House today that our consensus among House Republicans is that we need to bifurcate those issues. I agree with your assessment in Ukraine, and that's why the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there. And it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, We're not going to abandon them, but we have a responsibility, a stewardship responsibility over the precious treasure of the American people. And we have to make sure that the White House is providing the people with some accountability for the dollars.
0: So we'll see how the more conservative members of the Republican conference respond to this in the House. Most of them have been adamant about not sending another dollar to Ukraine. Well, joining us now is author and columnist Lee Smith. And Lee, always great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. It's good to see you. Give us your sense of what's transpiring right now in the Middle East.
2: Yeah, the the, uh, Biden administration is deploying military assets, both the the carrier group. uh, And now we're seeing that there are advisors who are being sent to Israel. This is not to help Israel. uh, This is to restrain Israel. The purpose of the carrier group specifically was to prevent Israel from going after Hezbollah to the north. It was not it's not intended to deter Hezbollah. It's intended to deter Israel from striking to the north, as well as taking care of the south, which is Gaza. So this this is really the the the, the Biden administration's project. It's 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 not to help Israel. We see the different messaging that's coming out. We see the different things that are going on. We see why uh, Israel has been restrained from um, from starting its ground invasion of Gaza. I mean, this is that the, the Biden administration has been delaying it and will continue to delay it uh, as long as it can. Uh, the Biden administration's goal uh, is to prevent it. And the reason for that is, is really simple. And that is because the Biden administration wants to preserve its partnership with Hamas's sponsor, which is the Islamic Republic of Iran. And I think it's very important for people to keep this bigger picture in mind. And rightfully, a lot of Americans, uh, at least Americans with a a soul, are outraged uh, by by, uh, Hamas's attack on southern Israel, October 7th. However, there's a bigger strategic picture for us to understand here, and that is, The Obama administration and now the Biden administration, full of many of those same Obama officials, wants to uh, perceives that it is in the American interest to have a partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran. And that's why since the year 2013. When the Obama administration first started negotiating with Iran over its nuclear weapons program, they've made, uh, to this point, hundreds of billions of dollars available to the leading state sponsor of terror in the world. The 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, more, uh l- less formally known as the Iran nuclear deal. The point of that deal was not to stop Iran from getting the bomb. The point was to legalize Iran's nuclear weapons program. Remember, the key to that is the sunset clauses. All the parts that were restricting Iran's nuclear activities and other things like me- uh, weapons purchases, weapons sales, ballistic missile development, all these are destined to expire over time at the end of which Iran will have a nuclear weapons program. That is fully legal in the eyes of the so-called international community. So that's the bigger picture right here. That's what's going on. The Obama, the Biden administration, including the Obama officials in the Obama administration are determined to restrain Israel as long as possible, as much as possible in order for the United States to preserve for the Biden administration to preserve its partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran. So that's the bigger picture.
0: That's the bigger picture. It's also a picture that you won't see um, revealed in the national news media, the corporate media, the legacy media, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And it's important because there is a history here that and there is history unfolding as well Uh, and i think you're exactly right about the obama administration and the subsequent biden administration and the policies they're pursuing President Biden could barely contain himself for the seven hours that he was in Israel, uh, wanting to talk about the, uh, the, the establishment of a Palestinian state, the two-state solution. Uh, oh, yes, and by the way, it was a very bad thing you did to slaughter men, women, children, and babies, uh, kill 1,400 Israelis. Uh, it, it was a remarkable, remarkable event uh, in that you saw him just torn uh, in his rhetoric uh, and his purpose there.
2: What do you think? I mean, it, it, it's grotesque. And what's worse um, is that uh, what's worse, again, is that they're restraining the Israelis. And, and again, I say it's not just about the moral outrage that we may and should feel. It's also like actually uh, Americans who love our country have uh, have an interest in that. And that's not to say that we should be sending U.S. troops. Remember, Israel doesn't want U.S. troops there. Israel perceives U.S. troops uh, correctly. Right now, the, 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 the small number of advisors who are being sent to Israel are not there to help Israel win its conflict. They are there to restrain the Israelis on behalf of the Biden administration. We are Again, as Americans who love our country, right, not not as Americans who want a partnership with a leading state sponsor of terror, but who love our country, who love our liberties, who love freedom. We have an interest in the Israelis destroying Hamas so, as they swear to do. Yeah. So, so, Lee, how many how many
0: advisors do we have there? Because we've got reports, Colonel uh, Doug McGregor quoted as saying that we had the uh, U.S. special forces uh, go into Gaza, uh, presumably with Israeli special forces. Uh, and I think his expression was they got cut to pieces. I don't think the American people are aware. We've got boots on the ground in Israel and Gaza. I don't think the American people are aware that we have got a significant cohort of advisors uh, working with the IDF. And I don't think that people think that a three-star Marine general uh, is going to be particularly helpful to the IDF. They have plenty of generals uh, with just a, as much, uh, let me put it this way, they have more experience in winning than does the United States over the course of the past 20 years. That's That's very
2: well. Oh, very well put. You, you may have noticed that, uh, you know, uh, Barack Obama tweeted something recently, tweeted a statement. Uh, as well as he was recommending articles by his former uh, deputy national security advisor for strategic communications Ben Rhodes, as well as another article by uh, Obama uh, by Obama faction by validator way, Thomas Friedman. We
0: we yep. we refer to Ben Rhodes as uh, the boy genius.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. A, a, a gifted novelist who, who who found his way into the White House. Unbelievable. Well, you, you may have seen what they were doing. That this is the new. This is part of the messaging campaign going out. It's like, well, look, the Israelis don't want to make the mistake that we made after nine eleven, which is by lashing out in anger. When we go back, Lou, as we remember what happened with nine eleven, the problem was not that the Bush administration. Uh, uh, wanted to uh, demonstrate an overwhelming show of force to make it prohibitively costly for American adversaries to ever hit the United States again. The problem was when the mission changed from deterrence to democracy promotion. And when democracy promotion uh, rolled in, the idea of bringing the freedom agenda to the Middle East, that was the problem. It was not deterrence. It was democracy promotion. And that's what facilitated this enormous boondoggle, helped make Washington, D.C. rich, right? It wasn't just the defense contractors. It was State Department contractors, too., well, the so- history
0: the history is actually very specific and I think favorable to the uh, to the Bush administration, and not many things in that adventure, uh, if you will, were uh, uh, of credit to the Bush administration. But as you know, and as I'm sure you recall vividly, the United States sent uh, special forces, the CIA, into Afghanistan. They were established there within a matter of about. Thirty days from uh, September 11th, and with with that, their mission was underway, and it was an extraordinary success. And Afghanistan, in fact was under the control of the US government uh, is uh, to whatever the level you wanna talk about that as it would ever be again in the 20 years that followed. It was a remarkable, remarkable success. We're talking with Lee Smith. We're talking about the Middle East. We're right back with a very high level of talent and that is Lee Smith. We'll be right back. Back. We're talking with Lee Smith. And as we uh, as we pause for a moment there, I, I referred to the operation in Afghanistan. Uh, it was one of the most successful uh, covert uh, operations that uh, the United States, I think, has <laughs> carried out in a long time or, or since. But the point being that the Obama administration has been working against our history and it has been working for uh, nations and uh, and and frankly, uh, ideology that is not aligned with our own. Uh, that is the history of the Obama administration. It is the legacy of the Biden administration, and we are being played for for fools. In my uh, in my
2: judgment, and I want yours. Well, no, I think you're absolutely right, Lou. It's not just about it's not just about Obama and now Biden's partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran. It's also about Hamas specifically. Now, I, I've asked people, um, I've asked people just to look at this in terms of let's eliminate the let's eliminate the, the names if we can, and just like a regular war scenario, there are two combatants: combatant one and combatant two. Combatant one imposes an embargo on necessary goods for combatant two right? Let's say uh, water, food, and energy. Party three steps in and clears an opening, uh, provides a corridor for combatant two to get oil, food, and water. At the same time, party three is making it difficult for combatant one to achieve its war aims, is interfering and sabotaging them as much as possible. What does that describe? That describes that party three is an enemy of combatant 1 and an ally of combatant 2 and that's exactly what's happening right now in Israel the biden administration is in support of hamas they opened up a quarter a corridor to get oil and food and water into gaza and they've restricted the israelis and they've done everything within their power to thwart Israel's war aims. So what you say is exactly right. First Obama and now Biden are taking sides with traditional American enemies. It's astonishing. Look, I've been working on this for for nearly 20, for over 20 years, since even before 9-11. And I reported the Iran deal. I reported what Obama was doing with Iran and throughout the region. And even for me, this is absolutely shocking. The fact that the Biden administration is—it's is, not just Iran; it's Hamas as well.
0: It is, and uh, and I think it's important too to 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 round out, if you will, a bit uh, of a, a subtext of what you're saying. The the here is the military uh, and foreign policy judgment of this administration. Uh, they moved 155 millimeter howitzer shells out of the forward position uh, as they put it in israel to be uh, of use to u.s military in the middle east uh, and of course our israeli allies they moved half of the stockpile to ukraine Mm -hmm. just a few months ago yeah and now are bringing it back to israel That's the situation that we're looking at uh, when it comes to the judgment, the foreign policy judgment of this administration, the military judgment of this administration. I want to tell you, there isn't much that we should be calling judgment about either one of those entities, the military or
2: the White House. In, in, in that same in that same context, I want to talk about the package of aid that the Biden administration has come up with, and also I want to single out. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I, I, J.D. Vance, Senator Vance, uh, had on his Twitter feed, and I believe that he is keen on separating Ukraine aid from Israel aid, which I think is an excellent idea because the project of the Biden administration, they understand that for uh, for conservatives, for people on the right, for people like you and me, we look at Ukraine, we look at the Republicans pushing Ukraine as well as the Biden administration, and we think it's absolutely monstrous. It's just another boondoggle and American taxpayer money is being wasted on this. The reason the Biden administration wanted to package Israel aid together with Ukraine aid was to make Israel as poisonous as Ukraine. So the fact that J.D. Vance is after separating them or is eager to separate them tells you that there are Republicans, there are Republican officials, there are Republican thought leaders who understand what the Biden administration is up to.
0: Yeah, J.D. Vance, I mean, uh, there are a host of Republicans who do not uh, appreciate the fact that they did a, a if you will, a, a foreign aid bundle. It, it's first of all, it's absolutely asinine to bring those things together. They're doing it uh, for obvious reasons. We have less to c- be concerned about in terms of propaganda from the Soviet uh, the Soviet, the Russian, the, <laughs> the, the Russian state, the Chinese state. Uh, we're the U.S. state is coming at us hard in every direction, and it's almost impossible to get a straight answer out of the federal government right now. Uh, what
2: are your thoughts? Well, I think you're absolutely right again, Lou. Uh, and I, I think the most important thing then is, look, we have to accept we're not going to. These are the people who set up Russiagate. These are the people who set up the lies about January 6th. These are the people who lied about uh, the origins of, of, of COVID. These are the people who are going to continue to lie and run information operations against us. I ask, though, for people on our side, for people who love our country, to see things clearly and to understand what's happening. Again, The same agencies, the same people who lied about everything from Russiagate to January 6th are the same people who are lying about what's happening right now in the eastern Mediterranean. So we can't count on any support from the people who are now running the White House. What these, are the same, is, yeah.
0: the, these are the same people. Uh, Lee, I mean, people for, they forget so quickly in, in this country because we're bombarded with so much disinformation, uh, propaganda, psyops of every kind being run at us. The ex-CIA chief, who yeah. John Brennan, he said the 51 uh, CIA and other uh, intelligence veterans who in the Biden campaign uh, produced a letter saying that the Hunter <laughs> Biden laptop was Russian Russian disinformation, when it was a total lie uh, on the part of our entire intelligence apparatus uh, represented by those 51 uh, veterans, including five former CIA uh, directors. Mm-hmm. These are the same people that we, that we have to deal with right now we have to sort through this stuff you and i and as as many of us as we we, we can muster have to sit here and figure out what the point of the of a a presidential uh administration's disinformation campaign is then we have to figure out what the heck the military is doing or trying to do
2: i don't know how in the world we survive this do you the first thing is to see things clearly. If we keep falling for their disinformation, we are lost. I mean, that's a fact. And that's why I'm telling people, that's why I'm saying we need to understand what's happening in the eastern Mediterranean. Don't fall for the same people who have been pushing this garbage. If we don't see things clearly, right, if we don't understand, if we if, at this point, If seven years after Russiagate, we do not know how to read the ground, we don't understand how they've poisoned our information ecosystem, we're lost, right? So that's why people need to see it clearly. Before we can talk about victory, we have to make sure that we're still standing. And insofar as we're falling for their lies, falling for their garbage, falling for everything they put out, we're in trouble. So it's a matter of clarity to start with. Lee, you're an American
0: americans don't talk about victory anymore yeah yeah. we talk about the long war doctrine we visit (laughs) places we don't go to war to win we're it's a it's a global uh terrorism tour uh, on the part of our military uh, and the geniuses who are in charge of it ostensibly at least we're talking with the great lee smith we're going to continue and we have a perfect segue uh when we talk about disinformation Let's talk about the speaker uh, race uh, in the House of Representatives, because you talk about disinformation and corruption. We'll be back with Lee Smith, stay with us.
1: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret?
0: We're back with Lee Smith. And as uh, as we took a quick break there, Lee, we're watching a crazy vote in the House of Representatives. Tom Emmer is now the new nominee for the republican party for for speaker of the house and how did he get there he he got there by just about the half of the number of votes that jim jordan got Uh, and uh, is suddenly the darling of the republican party for the third most powerful job in the united states government speaker of the house and he had as i said half the votes of jordan But somehow those votes of Jordan's weren't as important as the 50 percent fewer votes uh, of Tom Emmer. What on earth are they doing, these House Republicans?
2: I mean, there's a lot of people who aren't. There's a lot of people, first of all, who aren't very bright. There's a lot of people um, and there's a lot of people who aren't. On side and uh, you know, it's it's become something of a cliche at this point, but but I believe it's correct. I think that there's a lot of Republicans who are very comfortable not winning. Um, who are comfortable losing, right? And they uh, uh, liken them to the Washington Generals, the famous foil of the uh, of the Harlem Globetrotters. You were you were saying before talking about victory. I, I grew up as a New York Yankees fan, uh, watching watching Clint Eastwood movies. I believe in victory. I believe it's not only possible to win. I believe that winning is a good thing. I believe that winning is clarifying. And unfortunately, we have a lot of people right now who are. Uh, unable to see what victory looks like, and they don't want victory. And then, of course, there are other people who think that victory is working with the other side. The idea that we have people on that hill who believe in working with the other side that has worked to imprison the Republican base is absolutely shocking. But that's where we are. And and again, that's what I mean about seeing things clearly, how these people are not seeing clearly some of them and others do see it clearly. And they want to work with these people. Nonetheless, it's it's pretty astonishing. I love the
0: remarks by by President Obama criticizing Israel over Gaza. Think about this. Two weeks later, two weeks later, he's talking about don't harden Palestinian attitudes For generations by invading Gaza. This from a man who didn't say a word initially about the massacre of 1,400 Israelis, but he doesn't want to harden Palestinian
2: attitudes for generations. You know, the hell with that kind of rhetoric. I've been thinking about... This a lot and and I think back I mean I, I was a kid uh, you know I, I was a kid when this happened but it's one of the things that I remember best in my childhood the 1972 Munich Olympics and the uh, you know the the, the, the the torture and murder of 11 Israeli athletes and then in 1973 uh, Black September Arafat's organization killed American diplomats in, in, in Sudan and then in 1972 in 1974 Yasser Arafat walks into the UN with a gun. And I look back and and I see that this has been going on for 50 years. It should have been stopped back then. The fact that American officials, and I know it was chaos in the United States at the time, people were focused on Watergate, people were focused on Nixon, people were focused on Vietnam. But the fact that it's gone this far, it shows you where we are right now. I mean, the talk of the Palestinians after what's happened, the world should have been 11 Jews slaughtered in the middle of Germany. And people said two years later, yeah, let them into the U.N., let him into the UN. Sure, let's talk peace with Yasser Arafat, and he comes in with a threat. I have a gun and an olive branch. Don't make me drop my olive branch. They should have thrown him in a New York City jail at that point. They should have put that guy away. And of course, that's what Rudy Giuliani did when, when you know, when Yaref, when Arafat came back uh, a, a, a decade and a half. But I mean, the, the idea, it's been going on that long. So, right. So you have a former president of the United States like Barack Obama, and his big concern is, oh, let's not lose sight of the Palestinian state. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's shocking, but it's been going on for a while. So the question is, are we as a country going to find, our, our, are we going to re- locate, re-identify our moral center because that's where it's gonna start. How I'm not even you, going so far. I appreciate the history.
0: I appreciate your 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 good-hearted uh, aspiration uh, to find the best of us and our nature. We have just watched the Republican Party and the House of Representative run secret votes, secret balloting, and secret debates among a group of people that the, peop- the, the people of this country don't even know. I have to tell you, I, I just don't know where you find the moral center when you've got nothing but uh, uh, sulfur for an atmosphere
2: and a foundation that is pure corruption. It's, it's setting it up for a very, look, uh, President, Trump has en- <laughs> President Trump has enough handicaps. Um, he's been handicapped enough by the Department of Justice, by Joe Biden. Uh, by- and He's been handicapped enough going into the 2024 election cycle and we're listening to a president uh who
0: is i mean he's corrupt he's impaired he is an absolute puppet for the marxist dems who run the dem party and the deep s- state is also their master uh I don't know how we get out from uh, out, out from under all of this disinformation this propaganda that we're being hit with the idea that the United States is inches from war world war 2 II, or 3 excuse me uh, under Biden's leadership. Uh, my gosh
2: and that's Donald Trump talking. I know. I I wish he wasn't. Again, I understand he's got a very tough, he's got an extraordinarily tough uh, campaign season ahead of him. But I don't think this is helpful for him to say this. I think what's helpful for him to say is what he did when he was in office. He got out of the Iran deal. He spoke clearly about Iran. He spoke clearly about the Palestinians. He spoke clearly about the world in front of us. The problem is not that Joe Biden is pushing us towards World War III. The problem is that Joe Biden is setting up the leading state sponsor of terror with a nuclear weapon. That's the problem. And that the United States is uh, the United States under Joe Biden as it was under Barack Obama is partnered with these guys. So I certainly hope that President Trump is, you know, again, he, one of the virtues of President Trump, not all the times, but lots of the times very clear, right? And that's so Lou you ask me what, or you you're sometimes you get frustrated with my optimism. I see President Trump's clarity. I see the clarity of other Americans who know what's right and wrong. I see it on social media all the time. The, right. heart, the heart of the country is, is still there. It understands things clearly. So we need to describe everything that we can, whether it's what's happening in the Eastern Mediterranean, whether it's happening on American streets that were filled with these animals su- supporting Hamas. We need to describe it clearly if it's happening on Capitol Hill, right? We, In, not outside. Not outside. Not people protesting outside. But the but but the Republican yeah. members inside the Capitol.
0: Lee, we have to have, first of all, people who will fight. And when Donald Trump is talking about warnings of World War III uh, under Biden's leadership, I understand the competitiveness in the, of uh, the presidential race. Uh, but the, the reality is the United States is not only uh, inches from World War III, as he put it, uh, we're squarely staring us in the face Uh, is the fact that we've got hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people in this country right now who are supporting Palestinians who are murdering Israelis. I, I don't even begin to understand why that clarity that you're talking about, that isn't one of the first statements to be made. We have a president who is absolutely inept and corrupt and impaired, and people pretend in this country that he's okay. Not even the Marxist Dems can say that with a straight face. And yet I see journalists and uh, Republican officials and uh, lawmakers walking around talking like everything is fine. We are under a fog of delusion and derangement in this country that from which we've got to escape first uh, and learn how to fight. My Lord
2: Almighty, help us fight. Lou, I just wanted to say that these that these things are connected when you're talking about people coming across our border during the last three years, maybe up to 10 million people. Right now we see and this is why I believe that that uh, that the invasion of the United States is going to be. It was a big campaign issue before. Right. It's big for Donald Trump. But I think after what Americans saw, not only in southern Israel. What uh, what th- what what the third world looks like when it's in your face, but then seeing it on our streets as well, seeing the pro Hamas, the pro terrorist, the pro murder mobs on our streets. I think that more and more Americans are going to come to the realization that if we don't do something about this immediately, then then we're lost. I thank you for being here, Lou. Thank you for having me on. As always, I really appreciate it. Always great to talk to you.
0: Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guest tomorrow on The Great America Show, the head of Article Three Project, Mike Davis. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight, and check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.